0: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: Did you know that school is cancelled on uh, April 8th? I did not. Terrible plan. Why would they do that? Because there's going to be a solar eclipse that day. Is this some April Fool's Day joke? Don't look up. Are you serious? It's actually cancelled on April 8th? Yeah. Because of an eclipse? Correct. Oh. Oh. On Monday, April 8th, schools right across the city will be closed because of a rare solar eclipse. It's due to last nearly two and a half hours between 2.11 and 4.35 p.m. which is right around the time students are dismissed for the day. And because of safety concerns about kids looking at the sun, schools have decided to cancel classes that day. I heard, which I think is a little ridiculous, but I also understand. What part do you understand? It's a lot of people to supervise staring at the sun. (laughs) So I understand why they're doing it, but
2: I think it's also an important time they could be learning about the eclipse and sun safety and not staring at
1: the sun. So maybe we'll make some uh, special boxes so that we can look at the sun. (laughs) I'm Robin Bresnahan. This is Ottawa, the podcast where we ask one question a week about the city we love. This week, is it necessary to close Ottawa schools for the solar eclipse?
3: I'm pretty sure that this is where we saw Halley's Comet back in 86. My parents have memories of us standing out here, and meteor showers, the moon, um, any kinds of astronomical events. We would come out here if we could uh, find the time.
1: I am climbing a hill in Barhaven with Elizabeth Howell, who is a space journalist for the website Space.com.
3: It's not a very steep hill, but it's more about the traction that we're facing right now. There's snow crunching underneath our feet.
1: We're at the top! Oh my goodness, this would be a great tobogganing hill. It was. Elizabeth grew up climbing this hill, and it's where her love of space began. So, Elizabeth, what would you do out here? Like, when you were a kid, you would come out here to look at what?
3: i come out here to look at the sky because I always wanted to be going somewhere. And I thought that if I could just figure out my way, maybe I'd be able to explore it one day. (laughs) Sounds like a kid's book. (laughs) I think it could be a kid's book. You and I can work on that together.
1: (laughs) So this is the perfect place. Now I know exactly why you've brought me here to talk about the eclipse. So tell me what is happening on
3: April 8th of this year? The moon is going to pass in front of the sun, which is rare because the moon is tilted in its pathway by about 5 degrees to the sun. It doesn't happen very often, so when the moon is in the new phase and it passes in front of the sun, you get what's called a solar eclipse. The shadow for the solar eclipse is only 500 kilometers wide and it's also a really, really rare event. The last time that we had any eclipse at all here in Ottawa was 2017, and it was partial. The solar eclipse that's coming through, it's going to be happening a bit south of Ottawa, a bit west of Ottawa, a bit of east of Ottawa. It's only going to be a few minutes, but when that moon passes directly over the sun for that couple of minutes, it's going to be magical. You're going to be seeing, with the right eye protection, the sun's light gradually dim. And then just before the eclipse happens you might be lucky and be able to see something called bailey's beads which are just parts of the sun shining through the craters that are available on the moon you can imagine the moon is very lumpy as it's going around us right because it has these craters and mountains and divots and so you're just going to be seeing those imperfections in the sunlight then when the moon passes directly in front of the sun you're going to see the upper atmosphere of the sun which is called the corona and it's super hot it's a million degrees shining and flaring, and it's especially active right now, which makes it especially special for us now. The sun has an 11-year cycle of solar activity, and we're at just about the peak, so you're probably going to be seeing a very, very active corona, just uh, flaring and shining all the way around the edges of the moon. What are the dangers
1: of looking at the sun during a solar eclipse?
3: You will burn your eyes, the back of your eyes, and uh, you may not even see the damage right away. It may not appear for a few years, and so you do want to be careful. There are certified eclipse glasses, so make sure that you go through a museum or a uh website like the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada would have the proper things to, uh, to use. If you don't have access to these eclipse glasses, you can also do a projection of the sun. And so there's something called a pinhole camera, which I'm sure you can get the instructions for online. But what it does essentially is it shines the light of the sun through a pinhole onto a piece of cardboard or some flat surface. And so especially if you have a lot of kids and they're active and they don't want to put on the glasses, you can just have them running around and looking at the pinhole whenever they want to learn a bit about the sun.
1: My producer remembers being a kid in elementary school and uh, she said they didn't close schools for the day. They actually pulled down the lines and they had glasses and stuff like that, but they learned about it. It was a teachable moment. And I'm wondering, are schools missing a bit of a trick here? Like, do you think that Ottawa schools should be closing for this?
3: The challenge is that you have so many kids and you only have so many teachers, right? I also have a memory back in May, 1994, of experiencing a solar eclipse here in Ottawa and my school here in Barhaven was a little bit afraid and they said, we're not going to have the kids look at the sky at all, so they didn't cancel school, which I know they're doing in many boards today, but they said we're going to close all the curtains on the windows not let the kids out for recess. So I can see that from the supervision standpoint that it's very, very difficult, especially because you can't control them to an extent when you have dozens of kids running around in the yard or trying to get onto the bus or even walking home from school. And so I can appreciate the difficulty of the decision.
1: The decision wasn't just difficult. It's still contentious. And not all those within the Ottawa Carleton District School Board think it's the right move.
0: I want to be clear that the decision was made by the district staff and not by the board of trustees. Lyra Evans
1: is a trustee with Ottawa's largest school board. We've met at a coffee shop at the National Arts Centre.
0: I acknowledge that the district staff weighed considerations, but they did not involve the trustees in the final decision-making process. And I think this is indicative of a culture of fear that exists in not just the school board, but in all public institutions. We're only ever concerned about the fear of litigation.
1: Do you think it's necessary for schools to close during the eclipse?
0: No, I don't think it's necessary for schools to close during the eclipse. I've said so repeatedly. I think this is a lost learning time. It's an opportunity to engage students in one of the miracles of science that exist in our universe. And instead of doing that, we're sending kids home and saying, I hope you don't look at the sun, instead of having control of the students in the immediate preceding time and saying, there will be an eclipse in an hour. Here's how you make sure you don't look at the eclipse. It's dangerous. Here's why it's important. Instead, we have just let them loose for an entire day and just hoped because it removes our legal liability, but it doesn't remove the impact on society at large if students do end up looking at the, the eclipse.
1: So from a supervision standpoint, I was actually talking to a space journalist who said it would be pretty impossible to supervise hundreds of kids who were just getting out of school at that time. What would you say to that?
0: I would say, yes, it is impossible to supervise hundreds of kids being let out of school because they're no longer on school property. But we let kids out of school property for 180 days a year and we don't have them look at the sun We're not responsible after they leave school property for them not staring at the sun. But for some reason, there's this implication that we are somehow responsible if we let them out after or before an eclipse or during an eclipse because they were near us and it's somehow our fault if they then stare at the sun. And we have given up all of that learning opportunity and gained no ability to prevent them from staring at the sun. Because if they're at home and they look out the window they're going to be just as, their eyesight is going to be just as damaged as if they had done so walking home from school, but now it's not the school board's liability. And that's the only real difference, is that we can't be sued, and I don't think that's a good reason to have done it.
1: I was talking to parents outside of a school, and I was reading from the Ottawa-Carleton District School Board press release that said there were consultations with key stakeholders, and their question was, who exactly was consulted for this? Do Do you know the answer to that?
0: Uh, So I know that trustees were asked questions, but we came down almost unanimously on the side of we should keep schools open. And so which key stakeholders were consulted beyond the legal team, I'm not sure. When we did have a brief conversation about it, they talked about concerns like the ones that I raised, making sure that students from low-income households had a place to go because many parents work during the day and don't have the financial resources to hire a babysitter or the family nearby to pawn them off on a a relative. We don't have the capacity if we close schools to support those families.
1: So do you think that keeping kids out of school that day actually puts some kids at more risk?
0: Yes. So I think that if we had students in classrooms, we could say in an hour, we're going to let you out of school and half an hour after that, there's going to be an eclipse. Just like you can't look at the sun on a regular day, you can't look at the sun now unless you have special equipment and you could talk about special equipment and you could talk about what an eclipse is and it's a learning opportunity.
1: So when the board says that it is a safety issue that viewing an eclipse without proper protection can result in permanent vision loss what is your response to that?
0: We are an education institution our responsibility is to teach people and we should be teaching people that here is why you can't look at the sun even when it's partially covered
1: Was there any discussion at all about extending the school day by an hour, keeping students in class until the eclipse ends?
0: We run into real problems trying to extend the school day. We have contracts with bus drivers who will have compounded routes, not just with us, but with other people that need to be transported, the Catholic Board, for example. So we can't just extend the school day and provide transportation. There are also uh, making sure that parents who work in our school system can pick up their kids in a timely manner, so we can't just extend the school day because of all of the implications of all of the people who work for us or work with us.
1: When we're thinking about a school closure like this, this is for the Eclipse, who are you most worried about?
0: So there were two primary concerns and a secondary concern that I had with this decision. My first primary concern is on learning loss we have a finite number of days. We have students who are still recovering from the impact of the pandemic, who are still trying to be brought up to speed, and we're giving up an entire day of learning and not getting it back.
1: I'm just going to jump in there because you know that there's going to be parents going, oh, it's just one day.
0: People can say it's just one day, it's just one day, but are they the ones with the students who are struggling the most, the ones who need the additional support? We have loads of pedagogical evidence to show that if you struggle with reading early, if you struggle with numeracy early, you're going to have compounding struggles in education throughout your life. If you're the parent of that child, it's not just one day. My second concern was about the families who wouldn't be able to afford childcare. That is a financial burden on many families when in a time of financial difficulty, people don't have those kinds of resources just floating around.
1: Lyra, thank you. What, are you. what are you going to do on that day?
0: I have work, um, but I'm going to try and make sure that I take the opportunity to go out and view the eclipse safely. It's very seldom that eclipses come this far north. Ottawa doesn't get a total or partial solar eclipse very often, and I think they're neat.
1: Schools are going to be closed, but a huge flight hangar in Ottawa's east end will be doors wide open. Hello. Hello. How, How are you? Ya? Good. How are you? Good. Are you Cassandra? Oh, yeah. The last time there was an eclipse, staff at the Canada Aviation and Space Museum thought a few hundred people might show up. They were wrong.
2: Uh, there were thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was very excited and, you know, we we blocked the traffic in the parkway. Yep.
1: Cassandra Marion is the science advisor here. She says this time They've learned their lesson.
2: So this time, because it's such a rare event, we are expecting more people. So we're hoping to encourage everyone to book your tickets early.
1: What are you planning this time around?
2: We're going to be giving free eclipse viewing glasses with your museum admission crafts for the kids to learn about eclipses we're also going to show you how to make a pinhole viewer so that you can view the eclipse without actually looking at the sun if you didn't have eclipse glasses and then during the eclipse with it which is later in the afternoon we're going to host our visitors on the grounds and and watch the eclipse with them through our eclipse glasses
1: how many pairs of eclipse glasses did you order
2: uh we've got over five thousand, <laughs> just in case
1: good luck with that day
2: Thank you. We're going to need it.
1: (laughs) Up on that hill in Barhaven, where Elizabeth Howell marveled at constellations as a kid, she is brimming with excitement, anticipating the eclipse.
3: It's definitely like the Twilight Zone, so uh, if you're lucky enough to have a dog or uh, other animals nearby, watch them very closely. I mean, being the Ottawa region, I'm sure that inevitably some of us will be close to geese or uh, chickadees or similar types of species that are here, and so watch them and see how they behave. Apparently, the birds grow very, very quiet because they think that it's nighttime. So it is nighttime essentially for a few minutes. It's only a very brief few minutes, but they don't know.
1: Where are you going to be watching the eclipse?
3: We are going to, my husband and I, leave early in the morning, drive out to some community nearby that is having the eclipse, and then we'll step outside close to the eclipse. And we fully realize it may not be a total eclipse experience for us. We may not get there in time. The weather might be cloudy, but we also wanted to do it together and to be in our communities to let this happen. What do you think you're going to be thinking about that day? That's a good question. Let me think about that. Think about what I'm going to be thinking about. Um, whenever I get the privilege of witnessing any space event like this, I actually do think back to when I was much younger, in fact, maybe standing on this very hill right here, because we as a family did have certain privileges. We had time, we had energy, we had each other, but I wasn't traveling very far in many cases. I just was here and making the most of my community resources, and I'm very grateful for those. I'm a lifelong Ottawa person for that reason, Right. And whenever I get to go somewhere different, even if it's an adjacent community, I just realize how much I learned from the people that were around me and how lucky I am to then take that learning and experience it and share it with others.
1: If you have a question about Ottawa, something you've always been curious about, we'd love to hear it. You can send us an email to thisisottawa at cbc.ca. Click Follow in your app, and new episodes will drop in your feed every Monday. The podcast is written and hosted by me, Robin Bresnahan. It's produced by Julie Ayrton. And Margot Wright is the executive producer of audio for CBC Ottawa. Thanks for listening.
0: For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.